season one of the podcast was setting the scene as to what I think you need to be looking at in order to have a home that enriches your life. This season, I will be going more into detail, getting more into the how-to, how you actually achieve this. I want you to imagine your dream home. Try and picture what it looks like, maybe what it smells like, how you feel when you walk in the door in the evening. Well, hello, and thank you for joining me, Philippa Richard, on the Enriching Design podcast. And I'm talking about how design can make homes and cities better for people and better for the planet. I just asked you to picture your dream home. Now, I'm sure we probably all have different ideas of what a dream home would look like, but if you're like most people, I'm guessing it is in some beautiful spot. And it's probably also a beautiful building. Maybe it's at the side of the sea, on the top of a cliff, or up in the mountains somewhere. Maybe you're on some tropical paradise. Anyway, wherever it is, now I want you to start linking that dream home with your life, but with your current life. How does that dream home work now if you have to go to your job every day? Hmm. For a start, you need to move its country. But also, what is the commute feeling like from where your home is? If you've got children, they still need to go to school. Maybe you have to do the school drop-off and pick-up. Maybe you're taking them to after-school clubs. All of this is relevant when looking at your dream home. Imagine you still have the same hobbies and pastimes that you currently love doing. Your dream home needs to be able to support all of those. And finally, what about your friends? If you want them to come around and visit, or family, the people you like spending time with, how easy is it for them to join you in this dream home? See, that exercise was done for a reason. I want you to be aware that your home is not just something that sits in isolation. It's part of your life and it needs to support your life. It needs to support not some imaginary life that you would hope to live if you were won the lottery, but the life you're living right now. But hopefully it can support it in the best way possible so that your home is making life that little bit more comfortable, that little bit easier. What it shouldn't be doing is making it harder. But the actual house, because of all those other things, might not in itself be the dream home. When we bought our house, we knew we were compromising on size in order to get the access particularly to the school and the commute. At the time, both my husband and I were working and we worked fairly long hours. Neither of us wanted to have a big house out in the suburbs and then have a really, really bad commute. Um, I mean, as it was, my commute was still fairly lengthy, but 
at least there was only one of us with a lengthy commute. The school was easy access by public transport and we're also in quite a nice area. So if you're coming back late at night, it doesn't feel scary. It doesn't feel dangerous. So we didn't necessarily think of having a smaller space as being a sacrifice so much as a trade-off that we were willing to make to get all the other things. But our compromised house now is actually pretty efficient. We've done an awful lot to it over the years. But that's one of the things with choosing a smaller space. It forces you to look at how the home supports your lifestyle and what things you really need. It's a little bit like the people who have the healthiest lifestyles, the healthiest diets, are usually the ones who've actually been really ill because somehow it's when the problems become really, really clear and obvious, then you get the impetus to actually change things. And being forced to live in a smaller home can force you to really look at what you want really force you to evaluate your needs. You don't end up spending as much money on junk because it's not just a question of, do I need this? Can I afford this? There's another question that comes into your head. Can I find room for this in my home? Now, during this season of the podcast, I will be looking at how we design our homes and my personal focus is smaller spaces. And that doesn't mean to say that the advice or the thoughts will only be relevant for small spaces, but anything that you know is gonna work in a small space is probably also gonna work for a bigger space. Thank you for joining me today and you were listening to the Enriching Design Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and be sure to head over to digonhome.com. You can join the email list and our Facebook group for updates and some personal offers.